if you're tired of choking while you're token and those harsh hits that make your throat feel like it's on fire, I've got a solution for you. Everybody loves a nice bong, but how about something better? Well, although you may not have heard of it before, I want to put y'all in the know about smoking lamps. A smoking lamp is a device designed with similarities to a bong, but easier to clean with a larger globe. That means more water to filter cleaner smoke and deliver more flavorful, robust hits to your lungs. And did I mention it's more durable too? You can check out the wide collection of smoking lamps at unionsquarelamps.com and use the code SMOKE2SMOKE for 25% off. That's S-M-O-K-E, the number 2, S-M-O-K-E, for 25% off your future purchases. I've got a piece crafted from a Kraken Spice rum bottle that I've been in love with since my first toke. If you want to get in on the action, use the code and check out the site. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I'm going to have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I've got a very special guest, Ms. Basima James, cannabis advocate, consultant, registered nurse, and founder of Canubis LLC, to help me explain safe consumption practices and the endocannabinoid system. Even though I've got an expert joining me on the show today, before we get started, I've got a quick disclaimer as always. While I make immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I am simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use what I say in this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now let's light up and dig in. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Can you start out by introducing yourself for the folks at home, telling us your story and what makes you so passionate about cannabis? My pleasure. My name is Pasima James. I am a registered nurse and the owner of Cannabis LLC. Uh, my passion behind cannabis comes from my own personal journey as a medical cannabis patient. And the expansion of cannabis consciousness that I had that changed my life is the complete um, drive behind my passion to show other people how to obtain the same thing. I, I believe that everybody deserves to live in their best quality of life, and I really dedicate myself in helping them to do so. Nice, nice. I'm so glad to have you on today's show because I've been wanting to discuss the endocannabinoid system and just safe consumption for quite some time, but I didn't feel well-versed enough to do it by myself and lead the discussion on it, so I'm glad you're here to help. Mm. 
So uh, cannabinoids are compounds found in the cannabis plant. However, it was in early 1990s that researchers began exploring a system in our bodies that interacts with these cannabinoids. So can you start out by telling us what the endocannabinoid system is? Sure. The endocannabinoid system, which you also hear me refer to as ECS, is an extensive network of chemical signals and cellular receptors found throughout the brain and the body. Um, receptor CB1 is found vastly in the central nervous system like the brain, and CB2 receptors are like throughout the whole body. Uh, these receptors interact with molecules or endocannabinoids, that we call it, um, which are like our own body's version of THC or CBD um, called anandamide and 2-AG. It has a longer name, but I'm not going to play myself trying to pronounce it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to refer to the ECS as the Warren G of the body, you know, the regulator. Some of y'all might make that connection. <laughs> um, um, that's because it's responsible for adjusting all the other systems when needed in order to maintain balance. That's like the main focus of maintaining balance or like we call the nursing homeostasis of the body. Um, it has been shown to assist with many vital functions of the body, like learning, memory, sleep, pain, reproduction, even the, the immune response. Uh, this system was discovered approximately 25 years after the cannabinoids, THC, and CBD as a result to scientists uh, trying to understand these constituents better. Now, the fun fact is that it, it exists in everyone, even before birth, whether you consume cannabis or not. Um, there is a theory known as the clinical endocannabinoid deficiency, or um, CECD. Um, so they believe if there is a lack of anandamide or 2-AG, uh, cannabinoids like THC or CBD can be like a supplement. So think of it like how we use St. John's wort for increasing the activity of the brain, uh, chemicals such as serotonin or noradrenaline that are thought to play an important part of regulating our mood. So it has like a similar mechanism like that. So you're saying that we also like we naturally produce these endocannabinoids in our bodies and that's where the system came from. And after seeing like the discovery of cannabinoids, doctors were trying to figure out, well, why is our bodies reacting with them in this type of way? So that's when they discovered the system to see that it regulates all these different like our digestion, our sleep, our mood. And if we have a deficiency, we can supplement that with THC and CBD. Correct. Okay, so how does THC interact with the endocannabinoid system? So THC interacts with is a long extensive um, scientific behind it, and it's still um, being much, much like research. Um, but we do believe at this moment that it binds with CB1 and CB2 receptors. I like to like give like similarities. So think of it more like the quarterback because it's like the signal caller. It gets those neurons talking to each other. Okay. So how does CBD interact with it? Um, so unlike THC, uh, CBD at this point is not believed to bind to CB1 or CB2. There is some talk that it might be some other receptors in our body that has not been discovered yet that CBD might work with. Um, so there's still a lot of research going on to exactly how CBD works, but it's believed that um, 
it's like, you know, when you think of football, the offensive lineman. It blocks a lot of chemical reactions from happening by by blocking the breakdown of endocannabinoids. Um, but CBD, they one thing that everyone can agree on, that it does work for a lot of great things, especially when it comes to the immune system. So you're saying it blocks those receptors. So kind of like if you consume a little bit too much THC, you can consume CBD to block the effects and where it kind of mellows you out a little bit. And Yes, amongst a lot of other things. It's okay. a very, very um, great chemical that has, like it could work in our body like three different mechanisms. It's really, really, um, it's really a very interesting cannabinoid to explore. Okay. And I've heard like in like animals and stuff, it's their CB2 receptors that respond so well to CBD. So you're saying that does it's not the same thing in humans? Yeah. So a lot of the literature that I read said they don't feel like it really binds the same way that THC does to CB1 and CB2. What it does is like a lock and key mechanism. So it blocks, uh, it changes that lock for THC so it can like insert the key. You know, it it does, it works by blocking the, the, the receptors from THC from doing what it needs to do. Um, it's that, like, it changes the shape rather than connect to the CBD in itself. Okay, so it seems like the bottom line here is that the endocannabinoid system plays a pretty big role in regulating your internal processes. Yes. Okay. So now knowing what we just learned about the endocannabinoid or the ECS system, just to make it simpler, how can we use this knowledge to promote safe consumption of cannabis? Yeah, so well, you know how, uh, how, okay, so first, knowing that you already have this system working in your body already, you don't really need to replace it with an extensive amount of THC or CBD uh, because you don't want to overload this system. So understanding how it works will prevent you from overloading it, which comes with its own set of problems. Okay, so uh, is there like a range of THC percentages that you'd recommend newer consumers or just really anybody in general um, start out with or continue to consume to ensure a more relaxing experience? Yes, well, no, because com consumption can be tricky because it always depends on the product, how the product is being broken down. Um, you know, for instance, when you're smoking uh, cannabis, you lose a lot of the percentage once you light it up um, before it even gets into your body. So, you know, DutchPassion.com has a great chart and it recommends a low dose being zero to, zero to five percent, where the extreme dose would be anything over 20 percent. So being that consuming cannabis could be so individualized, we like to stick with that rule of thumb, start low and go slow. So it's, it's probably kind of weird for any stoner listening because everybody always shoots for the highest percentage, but that's kind of like a dangerous, kind of rush of roulette when you're playing with your body. Just stick with the rule of thumb, start low, and then see how your body reacts. And then when you find that perfect regimen for yourself, then that's where you could start off from the next time. But it's always important to start with the lowest and then work your way up and always listen to your body as you go along. 
Yeah, it's very, um, very good information you're putting out there trying to start low and go slow with your dosage because there have been some times, regardless of our prior consumption experience, newbie or experienced toker, that if we consume too much THC, there's this thing called greening out, which can cause stress and anxiety in some. And for newer partakers, it might completely turn them off from the experience entirely. Correct. So like some of these symptoms uh, associated with greening out are nausea, dizziness, panic, paranoia, confusion, and excessive sweating. However, despite this unpleasant feeling, there are, have been no reported deaths from cannabis like other drugs are known to cause when overconsumed. Like, uh, luckily, even though it might feel like you are dying, you aren't because there's ways to combat these racy feelings. Sure. So I've always heard that CBD is a great way to, um, like, it's a good thing to keep by during a session in the event that this happens. Can you explain why CBD works well at soothing someone who might be a little bit too high? And are there any ways other than this that you would suggest keeping, like, any other things you'd suggest keeping nearby to promote a positive experience from a session? Sure. Well, although I can't promote the use of cannabis to get high, um, I can negate the fact that overdosing leading to greening out is a common side effect of cannabis use and how it could be especially problematic for those who use cannabis for uh, medicinal purposes. Uh, this, can lead, this leads me to always stay up to date in my knowledge on how CBD is being used to reverse that effect. Um, now, using CBD to reverse THC psychoactive effects can be tricky because, like I mentioned earlier, CBD could work um, out of one of three mechanisms in the body. Um, so, when it comes to reversing the psychoactive effect THC, one way we do know that it works because CBD is known as the blissful molecule, the calming one. So if you overload your system with the calming um, cannabinoid, it kind of like wipes out the psychoactive effects by making you more calm. Understand? Um, so um, got to be a little a little cautious with that because it's also um, literature out there that CBD could also increase THC effects. So it's recommended to avoid smoking CBD prior to doing THC because it what it does is CBD um, blocks the enzymes that's responsible for breaking down um, THC. So if it can't break down THC, that means THC is going to be more um, prevalent in your system, which is going to increase that um, effect of TAC. So I recommend not doing CBD prior to doing TAC, especially until you know how your body reacts with TAC. And if you do feel that, that uh-oh moment where you feel like, okay, it's coming on too strong, you can incorporate CBD, but be do it like mindfully because it's not just CBD, it's the amount of CBD that you have to consume to counteract that TAC effect. So that's why, again, it's important just to start low and go slow to avoid being in that situation in the first place. Now that's interesting because I would expect you to say something like maybe go for like a high CBD strain that'd be good at combating it but you're saying don't even try that prior to consuming THC like yeah wait and see so you could do the you could do the high CBD to to counteract but I don't want people to think that oh I it's okay if I do as much C, uh, THC as I want to long as I have CBD nearby I don't want to put that out there because you don't know which way the CBD is going to interact in your body. It might help 
with that psychoactive effect, but it might not, you know what I'm saying? So it's that Russian roulette again. So instead of taking that risk, just be smart about it and start low or go slow. But it has been shown to help reverse the psychoactive effects in large amounts of CBD. Um, but it's also been shown not to do it prior to consumption of THC because it could have that opposite effect that you're looking for actually increase the THC. So there is, um, you know, everybody's, everybody is different. Um, and the amount of CBD that it would take for your body to counteract that THC is unknown. So, um, yeah, so always keep CBD on standby. It may or may not help. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it may or may not help. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's been, it's been, um, research that show both ways that it could go. So I just stick with my golden rule of starting low and going slow. Yeah. Okay. So basically just like, um, yeah, as you said, go low, go slow with this. Don't try to just, uh, oh, this didn't work. So I'm going to just like, bam, wham, add all this extra stuff. And then you've made this like way more potent experience. And now you're like, yes, yes. too buzzed. Okay. And now when you, if you don't have any CBD, um, on hand and you want to try like other natural ways to bring that THC psychoactive effects down. Uh, one popular thing is black pepper corn, um, the little black pepper balls that you you find your um you know, seasoning cabinets. Um, that has a terpene called alpha pinene in it, which is also called the alerter. It makes you more alert. So that kind of helps like calm down that psychoactive effect because it's now making you be more alert of your surroundings. Um, one of my personal favorite is biofeedback. Um, <laughs> I have used that in the past, um, starting out as a medical cannabis patient, trying to figure out my own regimen. I had those you know, uh-oh moments. Um, biofeedback is like, this is the time I say it's okay to talk to yourself. <laughs> it's okay to <laughs> talk to yourself and trying to like calm yourself down, control your heart rate, you know, <laughs> meditate, breathe, you know, things like that. It does it might sound silly, but it does work. And another one of my favorites is, you know, cold showers because everyone knows that heat is a catalyst. So if you could bring your body temperature down, it will slow down a lot of those um, effects. And I have personally known that to work. <laughs> yeah, because I noticed like um, even when I'm doing dabs, sometimes my body gets really hot really yes, fast. yes. Yeah, so that's why cold showers is um is one of my go tos because it helps bring that body temperature down to slow down that that effect of it um going too far too fast. Um, and also starting out as well, I'd say having a friend nearby or somebody that you can talk to when you're having this racy feeling, just so you have somebody nearby that can keep you grounded. Yeah, especially if you you just starting off for the first time and you don't know how your body reacts to it. Yeah. So you said yoga. Well, my did you say yoga? Uh, biofeedback, talking to yourself, some meditation, slow down your heart rate. It it probably sounds like hard to do if you're like freaking out. That's why, like you said, it's good to have somebody around you who could talk you down. Um, but personally, like somebody like me, I was able to do that with myself, like talk myself down like breathe, slow down my heart rate. I think that because I have a background in nursing, it's kind of easier for me. So that technique might not work for everybody. So I just say, just go <laughs> jump in a cold shower. Or if you're in an area where you're not like, it's not possible just to strip off all your clothes and jump in a cold shower, um, try taking like a 
some ice, put it on those sensitive areas like the inside of your wrist or the back of your neck if someone to get a cold, a cold rag or something. Just anything you could do to bring down that body temperature. Could you put like a cold rag on your forehead or drink some cold water? Yes. And the, that's another thing. Hydration is so important. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. <laughs> because you know cannabis can dry you out. It can make you very dehydrated, which is going to add to everything going left. So keep water nearby. You know, I even have like a whole little safety kit that I have, you know, just for, for situations that arise like this. So yes, water, ice cold water, anything that you could do to help bring that that body temperature down and keep yourself hydrated, flush your system out. All those are good techniques. Hey, 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 it's Cadaver from Smoke to Smoke again, and I've got something special to share. If you're a regular listener, you're probably familiar with my homies over at Moonwalk. But guess what? Now I've got a brand new affiliate to bring you that's got a wide range of broad and full spectrum CBD products. You might be wondering, how wide, Kadabra? Well, I'll tell you. Pinnacle Hemp has CBD bath and body products, capsules, carts, disposable vapes, dabbable concentrates, flour, and they've even got CBD pet products safe for your four-legged friends. Is that not enough? Well, when you use my link to check out their site, you'll also be able to look through their catalog of rare cannabinoids as well, like Delta-8, hemp-derived Delta-9, HHC, THCV, and many more of your favorite letters. I know some of you cannot connoisseurs are looking for some very special letters in particular though, specifically the COAs, all of which you can view on Pinnacle Hemp's website. And don't forget to use the code Canna15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's C-A-N-N-A-1-5 at checkout. Before we get back into today's episode, we gotta take a quick smoke break. Usually, during these smoke breaks, I take the time to highlight a higher THC strain that I picked up from the dispensary. However, today, in the spirit of responsible consumption, we're going to rock down to Electric Avenue and talk about a high CBD strain. Light up and kick back because today we're talking about Electra. Electra is an evenly balanced hybrid high CBD strain bred by crossing early resin berry with ACDC. On average, this strain tests at only about 1% THC. However, it usually has around 19% CBD and 1% CBG. After a session, you'll feel a light cerebral lift with this bud that enthralls your mind with a stimulating clarity and focus that is great for completing errands or chores. There's also a calming full-bodied effect that accompanies this uh, mental clarity and helps with soothing, aching muscles and helps you really unwind. Canna connoisseurs often boast this strain smells like oranges or something citrusy, chocolates, and even hints of a robust cherry wine. Medical cannabis consumers say that this strain helps best with chronic pain, inflammation, arthritis, seizures, 
chronic anxiety, and muscle spasms or cramps. That's all I've got for this smoke break. Now let's get back to the episode. And now, actually, I, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, it's not, um, it's a little bit off the um, route we were going with the interview, but recently um, there was news of this child that passed away from, I believe, overconsumption of, I'm not sure if it was THC or Delta 8. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I, if, if that is true, that would be, I guess, the first cannabis-related death. What are your thoughts on that? Because I don't know what happened. Uh, I can't really find much information about it from what I've been looking yeah. at. Well, my condolences to that family. That's a horrible situation to be in. I have read a, the article. I don't know if it's from the same source that you've seen it. It did not provide me with enough information and enough background to to intellectually say that was caused by cannabis. Now, what I would say, and this is why it's important to know where you're getting products from even for adults, um, because you don't know what is in these products. You don't know if this was a Delta 8 product that was bought from the gas station or something like that. So it's not enough information out in that article for me to really say it was caused completely by cannabis. Um, and if the overconsumption for a child that size, because we study cannabis with, as it relates to adults in our bodies, um, mm-hmm. maybe it could have been up to date. the child had an underlying condition and it was just too much for the for that particular child. It's so many ways that that story can go and so many other reasons. So to just put it strictly on cannabis is like kind of like a disservice because it's not a, you're not giving enough information to the public. So I would have liked for them to really, you know, wait into more details. But of course, the media is the media. And I I feel so sorry for that family, uh, for that loss. But um, it's definitely to be more details, a better understanding of all the factors in play for that unfortunate situation. Yeah, definitely more information. Hopefully that will come out within the upcoming weeks. But as it stands right now, it is a very gray area, very murky. We don't have a lot of information. And again, my condolences to the situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. Yes. That's why being safe is always important. You know, if you are a cannabis patient, you do have products at home, lock it up, keep it away from children. Um, it's not enough, it's not a lot of study on um, cannabis as it relates to like children consumptions of a young age so th- just keep it away keep it safe lock it up um but yes that was very unfortunate mm-hmm. now um alternatively are there a lot of studies on um, the effects of cbd on children yeah so there's there's our studies on uh, cbd on children um i study more when it comes to like the adults. So I don't really focus too much on like the consumption for children and like okay. like um, different ailments that it treats like seizures in children. So I'm not really vastly knowledgeable on how cannabis work with children uh, because I study as far as I, I, I interact like with adults. So I study more on how it affects adults. Um, but there is research, there, there are clinical trials going on with the use of cannabis, both THC and CBD, for children who have major conditions where they have no other option but cannabis. They will have to have no other option um, of any type of pharmaceutical medicines or treatments that will help them have a better quality of life and then they're able to incorporate cannabis. Um, But 
um, yeah, so there is, is there is um, research out there. There is work being done out there. But for me, I strictly work with adults. Okay, yeah, so it's just not something you're well-versed on? Yes. Okay, so now I've also heard about this new pharmaceutical. <clears throat> Sorry, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I've heard about this new pharmaceutical that's new to the market called Aneb001. It's supposed to be like a come down drug that blocks the CB1 receptor from reacting and interacting with THC so that you won't have psychoactive effects. It seems very strange to me, but what do you think about it? <laughs> it's kind of tricky because it's hard being a, a registered nurse that still work in the hospital and being uh, in the cannabis industry um, because I'm always like, skeptical of like new pharmaceuticals. Um, I do promote that we have to always be knowledgeable of both our natural medicines and the pharmaceuticals that are coming out because they're going to be using this on us in the hospitals one day. Um, but I, I think I will wait till more research <laughs> comes out and more case studies come out. But I'm not too knowledgeable of it at the moment, but I wouldn't be one of the first ones to be like the guinea pig for. I've had to stick with my natural remedies. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, when I heard about it, I was like, mm, sounds a little fishy to me. Yeah. Uh, like, if I had a choice, like, if I went to the hospital, God forbid, if I had cancer, and they offered me the synthetic THC, you know, the pharmaceutical form, uh, like Marinol, I would tell my doctor, I don't want to take that. I would take natural THC instead. So if they were to offer me something like this ANAP, I would probably say, no, I'll stick with my natural remedies, you know, because it's going to do, according to what you say, it's going to do the same thing as my natural remedy is going to do. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't jump to do it, but being a person who works in a hospital, I can't be like completely against pharmaceuticals. I do believe that some pharmaceuticals serve its purposes, um, but this is still fairly new and I don't want to be like, yeah, it's a good thing. And I honestly don't know because it's a new thing. Yeah. Okay, so before we finish off today's episode, can you tell the listeners at home about can Canubis and what it is? So Canubis is my uh, new business. Uh, it's geared around providing education and personalized care plans to uh, medical cannabis patients. So they can have the same experience I had when I started out learning cannabis and how it, how to make it work for me and my conditions. And when I figured out how to make it work for me, it was like the expansion of cannabis consciousness. I felt like so liberated because I knew how to make this plant do what I wanted to do without hindering myself. Um, and I felt like being that I would do those trial and errors, I could teach someone else how to do the same where they don't have to go through all the hiccups that I went through. And they could they could get the most out of life by incorporating cannabis um, safely and effectively, but also giving them that support they need throughout the process. And also being realistic with them because some people cannot use cannabis and some people cannot uh, you know, afford it. So I'm here to be that real person with you and say, this is how we're going to do it. But if it doesn't work for you, I'm going to help you, you know, find what works for you the best that I can. So that's what the business is focused around. Uh, Candlebiz as a brand is all about education. So on my IG page, I do a lot of uh, educational content, funny educational videos, because it's really important for me to make sure that positive media get out there, that people are learning how to do cannabis the right way, because the least amount of bad interactions we have 
will help remove the stigma around cannabis. So that's what's my business, Canubis, uh, is is totally geared around. Um, it is my legacy. It's something I'm very passionate about. And at this stage of the business, it's just important for me to build the foundation and to educate people. Nice. So is this a regional business or can anybody across the United States get access to this type of care? Now, I'm a, I am a registered nurse in Florida. So if, if you book me as a cannabis nurse, I have to stay within the, you know, Florida, but I provide consultations to anyone. So if you just want general information on using cannabis, how cannabis work, I'll be happy to help you. But if you want like that more nursing um, aspect of it, when I'm coming up with a care plan, I'll work with you throughout your regimen, that will have to be for people who are here in Florida. Oh, okay, so if you wanted like more of like a terpene breakdown, what would work? What terpenes would work best for you? A budgeting plan, something to that effect. You gotta be in Florida. Yes. So, but if you just want general general information, like you asked me earlier, you know, what kind of things will help me the counteract those psychoactive effects? I could give you the education. Education is free. You know, you know, it's here for everyone. I I'm, I could consult with you in that manner. You don't have to be in Florida for that. But if I'm putting on my nursing hat and coming up with a camp plan for you, then uh, I would have to stay within my guidelines here in Florida. Nice. Okay. So how long have you been, has this been around? Let me ask uh, cannabis. Yes. Well, cannabis is a new business I started this year, but I've been studying uh, cannabis, uh, cannabis for the past two years. And I've been doing it like behind the scenes, like with people I know personally and after a while, they're like, hey, you should really turn this into an actual business. <laughs> and it was consuming a lot of my time. I was getting a lot of phone calls, a lot of text messages like, hey, what about this? Or can you help me with this? Help me. I'm freaking out. What do I do? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let me turn this into a business because eventually, like I mentioned, I am a cannabis patient. I have my own ailments. And pretty soon I know I will have to step down for bedside. And this is my what's next. This is my legacy. This is something I want to leave behind in my community and uh, for people to go to as a resource from years on years. So basically, you've become so impassioned by it that you want to leave behind this legacy and your experiences. You want to make it to where you can help others um, through what you've learned about cannabis. Yes. So how can they find you on and follow you online? Well, the best way to follow me is my IG page, which is at Cannabis, C-A-N-N-E-W-B-I-S. Um, I do have a website, www.cannabis.com. You could go there for like booking or sign up for my mailing list uh, so you can stay updated. Um, I do have a YouTube page, which is uh, Cannabis LLC, uh, which I'm going to do more extensive educational videos um, on there. Uh, but the best way is um, through IG. And my email is info at candlebiz.com. All right, listeners, you heard it here first. I'll be sure to link all that information down in the show notes as well, just in case you want to reach out to her and get to know her more and get more information about how you can have this own um, well wellness care plan made for you if you're in Florida. Otherwise, if you just want a couple little questions answered, you can reach out to her on her Instagram page. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Uh, do My you have pleasure. any last hmm? My pleasure. Of course. Do you have any last minute harm reduction tips or did we cover everything you think? Uh, we cover a lot. Of I just want to leave the audience by saying it's your body. You only get one. 
education is vital. Please do not sleep on it. Learn what you put in your body and the rest is, is up from there and you have the support. I'm here to support you throughout that journey. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's show and I will see you around. from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the 411 on a company with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, don't forget to use the code smoke to smoke 420 to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 to save a little bit off on me. It means a lot. Hey you, yeah you, do you have a question you want to ask or do you want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoke2smoke420 at gmail.com or send me a voice message on Anchor FM. Please be sure to give the podcast a review on Podchaser and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that Smoke to Smoke is now available on Deezer and iHeartRadio in addition to all its other platforms? Oh yeah, that's right. You can continue to help the show grow by spreading the word with your friends so that they can now listen to the show too. And of course, don't forget to check out Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast on Cannabuzz and Instagram to get a glimpse into my can adventures. See... Anatomy of a Strain and Dabtionary Graphics, and get info on when the latest episode drops. Last but certainly not least, show the show some love and follow Smoke to Smoke so that you'll be the first to know when the newest episode airs. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. And if you enjoyed the show, please be sure to review wherever you stream. I will be sure to link the information to find Canubis online as well as a couple of articles on safe consumption tips. Be sure to check out Bossina's page on Instagram for fun educational cannabis content. And if you're in Florida, you can reach out to her through her website for consultations. Everything, as I said, will be linked in the show notes. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners, near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly. And I'll see you next Wednesday.